Oh, hey everybody. Um, yeah, so last week we got some uh, really cool new equipment. And then um, we tried to set it up and then it took like forever. So we didn't record what we were supposed to record. We did record a very unhinged episode of Chit Chat with Chris and Matt, which is available on the Patreon and is maybe the funniest thing we've ever done. I was dying laughing with what Matt was doing. So if you want to check that out, patreon.com slash zero. In the meantime, though, um, to tie you over, uh, I am going to release this episode of Chit Chat with Chris and Matt from April. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's the show that happens after the other show. Me and Matt just talk about random stuff. I think this one we talk about, um, <laughs> it's the beginning of uh, our monster hunter obsession. So, um, yeah, thanks for, for uh, hanging in there. The next episode will be released at its regularly scheduled time, which will be uh, May, no, June 3rd, 2021. Until then, everybody have a good um, week, week and a half. And uh, yeah, may the force be with you. Cheers. Chat with Chris and Matt is the show that happens after the other show. Chit chat with Chris and Matt is the second show of the day. Hey everybody, it's April 12th. It's your niece's birthday, Matt. What did you get your niece for her birthday? Yeah, that probably showed up. <laughs> Something probably showed up. <laughs> there was probably uh, some sort of card or random package and stuff that says, from Grandma, Grandpa, and Uncle Matt. <laughs> <laughs> there hasn't yet, because we're actually going down there, like, in two weeks. That's cool. So you have two weeks, Uncle Matt. Yeah, right. But it's your favorite niece's fifth birthday, Uncle Matt. In this economy? <laughs> <laughs> During a pandemic? <laughs> Jeez, and crackers, man. How dare she turn five now, of all times? Exactly. Besides, five isn't important. I mean, yeah, whatever. Let me name one thing I remember from when I was five. Let me ask you to name one thing you remember from 25. 25. What year was that? That would have been 10 years ago. So 2011. 2011. I was still in college. No, wait. No, I graduated we're college. We're not still in college. <laughs> you graduated in 2008. Oh, that's right. Sorry. I, so here's, here's why I got mixed up, okay? It's actually a valid reason. Because, you know, I, I use different landmark events in my life to, to frame when things happen, right? Mm -hmm. And for that brief second, I got the year I moved to San Diego confused with the year I graduated college. Mm, yeah, but you didn't move to San Diego in 2011. No, I moved down in 2013. So when I said I was still in college, oh, I see that would have been before that year. Dingus. Hmm. Uh, Listening comprehension skills. <laughs> See, I can do that too. Okay, so what, so can you pick up something from when you were twenty-five? Uh, let's see here. Not off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I sit, if I sit here and think about things, I will be able to piece something together. Sure, that's yeah. Like the point being, but, uh, but when I was five, I got nothing to put together. I don't even know what grade that is. If that's a grade. It's, um kindergarten oh okay i take that back kindergarten i got hit in the forehead by a gate which caused me to get oh. stitches in my forehead yeah i remember that i um, still remember you monica castaneda <laughs> <laughs>
How's that for a vendetta? <laughs> um, famously, they had to change that gate because of of that. Yes, I'm famous. They had to uh, put a different like safety latch or something on it, so you couldn't swing it back that hard anymore after yep. that gate. Uh, after you got stitches in your head, and that was the first time you got stitches. Yes, the other one was just a mole removal. Fun. No, you oh, no, wait. Use... The door. The door. Yeah. Yeah, fire fingers. doors Ugh. fire doors are vicious um fun fact did you know that where we went to elementary school because of how they changed the name you know between all the ownerships and stuff changing right that i didn't realize when i was sitting in jury duty that that was the place they were talking about <laughs> oh you mean a crime happened there and that's what was on trial it was like trespassing oh that's funny I think that was my fourth jury duty. Yeah, because that was the dumb one where I was the foreman and the guy was representing himself. <laughs> <laughs> For trespassing on our old elementary school. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. How did you figure it out with like the pictures? Uh, it was the pictures. And then they were talking about like the address and like the area and stuff. And I'm just like, this sounds really familiar. And then like it wasn't until afterwards I like looked it up. And I'm like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they could have got you on mistrial on that had they found out. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a hung jury, so that's right. It was a hung jury where a guy was defending himself for trespassing. <laughs> for trespassing. <laughs> on, to be fair to this guy, uh, not a very secure piece of property. I mean, it's pretty easy to walk on there. Well, it wasn't pretty him just walking on and him getting arrested. It was him being there, being told he needs to leave and then not leaving several after several instructions. Oh, well, there you go. And I like to believe that the judge at the time recognized the true honesty in my expression and the frustration of having to go through all that and end up with a hung jury. Because <laughs> I told him, I had to say, I'm like, unfortunately, we were unable to reach a verdict. He's like, really? I'm like, yes, your honor. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, you know what? I, I'm going to go ahead and support you on that because usually they'll send you back, you know, and if he didn't send you back, he's like, he must have really seen the defeat on your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. I mean, heck, I was able to 12 angry men a verdict on my first jury. Like people are too bleeding hearts about stuff half the time, you know, that's like, the opposite of 12 angry men. <laughs> I know, but it was like, this is the law so to put it in perspective, just so you don't think I'm just some like angry person that thinks everyone who gets arrested is guilty because that's how i'm signing right now the first case <laughs> i sat on was battery against a or assault against a specific person so the people had to have known each other and like had some sort of relationship and it, they then one person would have had to do unwanted contact to something to the person or something attached to the person yeah and, i think i remember this one was this the necklace one yes but the reason why people were Getting cold feet to say guilty is because, well, she didn't look that bad in the pictures, which is what? literally the worst thing because, you know, he did hit her and he goes, well, she didn't look that bad. And I'm like, that's what who I can't. There shouldn't be any markings. Yeah. <laughs> One is enough. Yeah. OK, that's that's quite honorable of you. Good job. Yep. People Major. wanted to hang. People wanted to hang around. To tell them it was a close verdict, like that that guy would care. <laughs> That's how bad people felt about this. What? I didn't give a quarter of a crap. 
I skipped down the steps of that courthouse only to be or intercepted by the defense attorney. <laughs> Did I tell you this? Oh, yeah, I do remember this. He wanted to know what 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 failed it, right? He came up. He was like, was it the necklace? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> was it the fact that my client strangled the victim with a necklace? Yes. No, no, not strangled. Ripped it off of her neck. Yeah. Because that's unwanted attention or unwanted contact with something attached to a person. And the prosecution was so slick because their side of the story is that it took him several tries to rip it off her neck. And he was like, no, I got it off in one pole. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, bam, done. That's all three criteria. Nothing else matters. <laughs> well done, prosecution. I mean, he looked like proper prosecutor and the other guy, like, you know, those memes that have been going around lately where it's like, if you're lawyer looks like this you're going to jail and like super baggy like slacks barely covering like payless shoes <laughs> i haven't but oh yeah no he good. that was totally this guy he he was the ted from scrubs of um, defense attorneys <laughs> yeah overworked public defender yeah <laughs> anyway that's pretty funny i don't even remember why i start oh that's right i remember now anyway what have you been doing <laughs> <laughs> well not solving crime i guess uh well, no, you so you convinced me to get the Monster Hunter Rise demo. Uh-huh. Um tell, tell me never, your thoughts. I have never enjoyed a game that I'm so bad at. I'm so bad at this game, but I really enjoy it. So I did order it. It will be here next Saturday. Um I think I'm gonna stream it. Nice. It's fun. I mean, it's um it does feel like an actual hunt. Um when someone mm -hmm. was trying to explain so my co-host on the No Dignity podcast, Alex, is a major Monster Hunter fan. Uh -huh. um, played like 500 hours of Monster Hunter World. Right. And when he was describing it, I, I was kind of like, oh, so it's like Pokemon, but serious. <laughs> it's like, no, this is not like that at all. It's like actual hunting. Like, I, I, you know, when it's like, you have 50 minutes to complete this hunt. I'm like, why would I, I'm like, why don't I just go over there and just bash it? And then I tried to do that. I'm like, oh, you can't just go over and bash it. You have to come up with a plan. And like gather materials and yeah, like, gathering the materials is, is pretty good. It's like pretty important. But I mean, after a while, once you start getting enough of these guys and like upgrading your gear, mm -hmm. you can oftentimes just go and bash the thing. Sure. I'm still hesitant for new ones because I don't know its patterns or anything. So I do a lot of planning for like the first time or for the first couple times I encounter something. But after a while, like the Azeros, the bear thing, uh -huh. I just charge at it and I just rinse it. <laughs> like after like you know 30 seconds of bashing it it starts running away i get on top of my palamute i ride after it to the next location leap off smack it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 fun um i think now this this it. is the most accessible of the series I, i'm okay with that I yeah me too to be a hardcore gamer yeah I, me too those days are behind me because like the um the silk web is new and the Palamutes are new. So all of your mobility before was walking. Oh, geez. It would have taken forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. I'm not not I'm not that into it. It's like, um, you know, someone was showing me um, Elite Dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this looks like an awesome game from that I would have loved when I was like in high school. <laughs> When yeah. I had time to like, oh, it's going to take me 20 minutes to get to the next system. Like, that sounds great in theory. I ain't got that kind of time anymore. Yeah. But now we have, you know, Spider-Man slash Attack on Titan-esque mobility. Yeah. 
I'm here for it. It's cool. It's fun. And there's an entire hub of quests designed specifically for multiple hunters. Ooh. You can solo them. It's just all of the like health have increased. Ah, uh, okay. So you kind of it it makes more sense to have more. Yeah. Well, next Saturday I'll, I'll get started on it and then we can go hunt. Assuming that I am not um completely drowned in my new um obsession Muse Dash. You know, I've have actually seen people play that game before. I kind of love it. Um what I what I like about it for a rhythm game is there's only two there's only two things to keep track of. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, it's not so bad. Like the four things still looks colossally intimidating to me. Four isn't um, bad. Yeah, but it's 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 a fun. I mean, a it was eighty cents, so it was like not a big investment, and it's been fun to play a rhythm game and just uh, blast my brain with color and J pop and chinese pop um but it's it's kind of interesting because it's i've been sort of interested in trying to figure out like electronic music oh really yeah um i don't really know why i guess other than the fact that it's just so opposite from the type of music that i was trained in Uh uh-huh um i don't really understand it so like if i hear so like if I hear a jazz song, right? Like obviously I can figure that out. I know the mm-hmm. I know the workings. Um if I hear something in the middle of that, like say something for Persona 5. Persona 5's got a lot of jazz influence, but it's not jazz. Mm-hmm. Like give me give me a little bit of time, I'll work it out. Right. Um but like electronic music I do not understand. <laughs> um I do not understand its chord progressions, its basic like bones like how you even start to build something i've been watching youtube videos i literally looked up like how do you make electronic music as a beginner um i mean one of my streamer friends uh makes his own music and mm-hmm. he does like all like i hesitate to say you know electronic music because i know there's genres and flavors and i don't know what they mean <laughs> right because like, like that's sort of what i don't know either right so like i can kind of know i know when something is like dubstep influenced right right and i know when something's trap influenced and i know when something is more like straight hip-hop right and i think i know techno and i think i know edm but like i uh a lot of those cross um <laughs> And I'm not sure because I'm also really, really interested in learning how to remix or like mashup stuff. Uh-huh. Um, it's like one of my favorite things I discover on YouTube is like when I find someone who's good at mashing up two songs that do not belong together. Right. Or, um, you know, just doing remix versions of stuff. The, the one that, oh boy, the one I saw the other day that had me laughing almost in tears. Um, are you familiar with uh, Fortnite to get down? Uh. Number one victory royale. Come going forward and right to get down, get down. Oh, the one that's uh, I forget the name of that song. Yeah, I don't remember the original name either. But like you know, the the Fortnite version got very memed, right? Yeah, yeah. So someone uh mashed that up with uh a song from Hamilton, and I almost died. <laughs> oh jeez. Um, because it didn't say what it was when I saw the video. It was just like, I had this cursed idea and I needed to, to see it through. And it started playing Hamilton. I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll hang out for a Hamilton mashup. And then American boy, American boy huh? is the song. American boy is the song. Yes, that's it. That is it. Yeah. So bathing my brain in all of this, uh, pop, electro pop, uh, electro swing. Oh yeah. Uh, I used to listen to a lot of that stuff. Yeah. You did listen to a lot of electro swing. Um, so yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I, I, 
maybe I'll make some stuff and use it in the show or just throw it around and share <laughs> it. Or I know you wanted me to make some lo-fi beats. Yeah, easily digestible. You know, it doesn't doesn't take up the stage. It just fills it, you know? Yeah. And I so like I actually tried to make one. And I was like, I thought I knew how to do this. But I'm like, but I don't. <laughs> wow. Fake like, musician. Just, huh? I said, wow, fake musician. <laughs> well, it's just the way that you build it is completely different. I'm so used to starting with like chord progression over everything. And I'm like, mm, there's not really a chord progression, is there? I'm like, if I put a chord progression, is that too complicated? <laughs> no, they all have. Everything has a chord progression. Well, yeah and no. I mean, some like modal stuff is just basically one chord. It might go to its relative four or relative five, but not really color it that much it's like some lo-fi feels a little I bit like i don't that. know what those things are <laughs> but then like some low i mean the other problem is like a lot of the lo-fi stuff again is like remix or right remix of so things that have chords so <laughs> right exactly so i'm like but is that real lo-fi like yes it is i mean i know the you know what I mean. yeah is that good streaming music i don't know yes it is <laughs> All right, you know what? You just bought yourself a lo-fi Mary Had a Little Lamb, buddy. You won't know it. The melody will be so slow and obfuscated. You won't know it. That's what it'll be. Whatever. If you don't, I'll just keep singing songs out of tune and out of rhythm. Because on my streams, I I do everything in one take. If it's not good on the first take, too bad. One take, baby. That's all I need. Because I refuse to do more than one. (laughs) <laughs> there was a podcast i listened to for a, a sort of short amount of time um but i was sort of enamored with the the guy's mentality um he was a, a comic book writer actually of all things mm-hmm. but he really wanted to do this like sword and sorcery um story mm-hmm. um so he wrote this sword and sorcery story and then he would, he made a podcast about it but he's like i don't really want to put a lot of work into it so i uh I write it all out and then I hit record and I read it in one take and whatever it is, that's what it is. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm like, you can't do that. I'm like, I've been podcasting for years. You can't just do it in one take. That's what he does. <laughs> um, like no music, nothing. No sounds, just what was that thing called? The Scald. That's what that podcast was called. Scald. I wonder if he's still making it. Um yeah, there it is. Aubrey Sitterson Skull. Like, I'm Aubrey Sitterson, and this is Skulls. And then you just start reading his story. And then at one point, I think he's he he bought like a MIDI keyboard and he was like live playing an intro song that he would just make up on the spot. <laughs> so that's fun. Yeah. So it's kind of that vibe you've got going. Uh one take, and that's it. We're good. I do one take. I think of the thing I want to do maybe 20 minutes before I put it out. <laughs> so like your little rap thing that you just did that's my entire intro (laughs) with my very with my equally bad uh after effects slapped together oh but everybody loves uh matinamite everyone loves matinamite (laughs) 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 oh it's that was pretty good i did like it (laughs) you did (laughs) well yeah i mean it's uh, and that takes a little bit more to do that. But it was pretty good. Like it was in time. Okay. So which do you think I did first? 
Do you think I recorded the sound and then made the animation? Or do you think I made the animation and then recorded the sound? Oh, no, you made the animation first. Absolutely. And then I voiced over it. <laughs> and the timing worked out surprisingly good. Not going to lie. I mean, animations are good. I used the the rotating Kobe on, on my stream. Oh, yeah. I thought it looked good. Although I, I messed up the sound on that. Like I said, just don't don't attach it to the file just put it as its own item in obs yeah that's what i've been doing or just sing along to it so you're not actually loading you're just sitting there having people <laughs> listen to you <laughs> your viewership is important to us please stand by for the stream i see you leaving please do not lurk only active <laughs> audience participation is accepted here stop complaining Chris, <laughs> like, start, like speaking to pe- like specific people, people in the chat. And they're like, wait, hey, this is why a record- would you say that? <laughs> it's like, this, this isn't a recording. This is a recording. <laughs> Just start insisting on it. But hey also, what do you think? But also record that entire time you do it the first time and then play it other times. <laughs> This is a level of messing with people's head that um, while I am impressed by it, I don't think I can pull off. I don't think I said anything that should be worth an impress worthy thought. <laughs> this is just the standard level of thought I have. Oh, good. People are coming, taking time out of their day to watch me stream. How can I mess with them? Uh, yeah, but it's like going to a it's like going to a crowd work comic, right? You, you go there to be messed with. Yeah. Oh, by the way, did you know that you're only six followers away from 50? Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you aren't following Chris, follow him or just make an account. It's free. Make an account and follow him. (laughs) Come on. Did you know? Also, nobody wants to watch uh, anybody play Persona 5 Strikers. (laughs) (laughs) That is not a game people want to watch being streamed. (laughs) I mean, that's that's always the argument. You know, it's like, yeah, you got to play what's you know popular and stuff i refuse um i think you need to play something accessible so like the problem with persona 5 strikers is a you have to have had played persona 5 to appreciate it and b unless you're watching me play it every single time you have to have either already seen and played this story once or you're going to be completely lost because mm-hmm. it's so story driven. Um, so it's just not a it's not a very streamable game, whereas I think like Monster Hunter Rise will be much more streamable because you want to check out how other people are approaching the same situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in Persona, like, yeah, there's some variation in which you can handle stuff, but that's also all ultimately going to the same spot. So um i don't know i think i'm gonna finish streaming persona 5 strikers eventually i mean i'll still work on it but yeah um only because i think people from my fan fiction might want to see my take on the characters and stuff like that that's cool replay but um if i want that affiliate thing i'm gonna have to switch games because nobody wants to watch that (laughs) well to get to get affiliate you'll have to both stream at a time where people will watch and you know (laughs) something that will keep people there yeah oddly enough my bad art gets me more views than my uh my actual gameplay stuff because again i'm not picking stuff that i know would be more successful i'm picking stuff that i feel like playing because i'm not trying to make this a big thing well because i've seen i've seen some i've seen some new streamers like pushing hard for this stuff and like they get real frustrated at their numbers and i'm like i'm playing celeste a game that's been out forever everyone's played it already 
But you know what? I'm playing it because I want to. And people still hang out. But you know what's crazy? What's really dumb? Did you know that I get like around 100 views on my VODs of my bad art? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think some of that that stuff is more replayable. Like my highest views are always my story review ones. Oh, yeah. Like the my story rankings. People want to watch that stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. Video games, you want to yell at the people while they're playing. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. You can watch the art thing at any time. Yeah. Watch you do bad art. Bad art, bad art. <laughs> but what if you do so much bad art you get good? Then it'll just be an art stream. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you didn't see my... You weren't there for my last stream that I did. No, I don't think I was. Six days ago, I actually did a couple things all right. Hey, improvement. I mean, a copy to Magnemite that I saw pretty well. Yeah, you, you know, it turns out references really make a difference. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I read this article the other day that um, kind of blew my mind, and I think I tweeted about it, um, where it's basically, it, you know, it's a neuroscientist um, saying that, hey, guys, you know how we always talk about how the brain's a computer? It's not a computer. We really should stop talking about it like that. Um, and he talked about basically, like, if you kind of go through history, our model of how the human body and brain works is always based on our most advanced technology. Mm. Um, you know, like back in the Greeks with the humors, right? The four humors. Um, and that's because the most advanced technology available was pneumatic pumps. <laughs> right. Um, and so, you know, as technology could, becomes more advanced, we tend to use that as the analogy. Well, our most advanced technology right now is the computer. But he's like, but really, our brain is not a computer. He's like, because... It's electric it meat. Yeah, it's like, it, it can never... He's like, it's really easy to prove. Draw a $1 bill. He's like, you can't. You can draw some sort of crappy facsimile of a $1 bill, but you've seen a $1 bill like a million times. You should be able to perfectly replicate it if your brain was like a computer. And I was like, uh, um, because I think, you know, one of the things he points out in this demonstration is like, and then, you know, I had this guy draw a $1 bill and then I had him draw a $1 bill while he was looking at a $1 bill. And obviously the, the drawing improves, but even though it's improved, it's still not like a perfect replication. Right. I just well, sent you. I, I just sent you one of the things that I did. Okay. Oh, that's cute and actually very good. Not bad. But that's one of the things that like, I keep running into on all these art art tutorial guys is like, yeah, you have to have things in front of your eyes. Like you can't draw from your memory. Your memory sucks. Stop doing it. <laughs> I mean, some people can. I've seen some people do amazing things of people that don't even exist. Oh sure. I mean, there's always exceptions, right? There's always the rare talent that can do it. But, right. Um, you know, me is definitely not in that category. <laughs> right. Um, so it's like, like I was just trying to draw chibi heads the other day. And so I just copy and pasted one and put it on the canvas. And immediately, just because it was there, I wasn't tracing it. I wasn't staring at it. But just because it was within, you know, my peripheral vision, everything got better. <laughs> it's like, because, yeah, because our brains need to see the thing and use it as part of the processing power. I'm like, oh. I mean, it depends on what you practice. I mean, everything's a trained skill. Like, I can't make up a song, but you can. Yeah, um, for sure. But I, I think for me in particular, since my, I mean, part of me trying to draw is trying to improve my visual mm -hmm. ability. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't think the, I don't think my eyes work that good. I think I told you that. Did I tell you that? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I don't think my eyes track very well. <laughs> um, is that why you run into everything yeah you have no spatial say, awareness 
No, I honestly think my eyes don't work that well. Um, I think that they process very differently than they they. Uh, I, I I talk to a doctor and they're kind of like, well, you might have like very slight visual processing disorder. Like obviously not enough to really mm-hmm. dif- like affect you, but like it's not processing the way normal people process it. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that would make sense. Like my eyes unfocus a lot. I don't know about you, but they never, they usually are not looking at the place they're supposed to be looking at. (laughs) You just get a vacant look on your face. Your eyes go in opposite directions and you start talking. (laughs) Well, I mean, it, it is like, I came to this realization, like, I don't know, last December. And like the more I started picking it apart, I realized like a lot of the problems that I've had, especially like in athletics or art or stuff like that is because I'm not really looking where I'm supposed to be looking. Like, uh, I can't tell you how many times I would botch things in Kung Fu because I wasn't really looking at what was going on. Mm. Like my brain would try to calculate, oh, okay, based on the motions they are doing, this is probably what they're going to do. And then I would uh, anticipate and then be dead wrong. And then get punched in the face. I mean, everyone does that to a degree. Well, yeah, but but I think I was really I mean, because I had a teacher like you have to really look at where the hand is going. Like you're just guessing. And I'm like, I am. Oh, okay. And then I would really look and then I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. But like even um, like reading music, I realized I wouldn't often read it. I would just memorize. Mm hmm. Um, that's another reason I, I'm enjoying Muse Rush is because it's forcing me to deal with my visual relationship with sound again right. in a in a different way. And so I don't know. I don't think my eyes work that good. So <laughs> this is part of me trying to see if I could tweak it a little bit. Hmm. But yeah, you are correct. That is I think why I always run into things. <laughs> you also have no spatial awareness. Yeah, I think I'm smaller than I am. I think that's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could tell you I've uh that years of kung fu training is fix that it has not i ran into a door i think today <laughs> at work I just wham right into the door frame Whoop, that's door frame <laughs> oh geez so yeah the more you know the end of episode <laughs>